You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host Matt Bledsoe, uh, and um, this is kind of uh, a fuck around episode, <laughs> episode ninety nine. Uh, I don't really have a name for it yet. We're going to talk about stuff we've seen lately, some twenty twenty three movies we're excited for, um, and a little bonus at the end that uh, my guests and I have been talking about for a while that i'll say in a second but anyway so um also you can't tell i am sick so i'm battling through that but everything's fine because i'm joined by my guest amanda had her back for episode 100 it's episode 99 i gotta bring him back he's was here on the first episode it's ken walker ken how you doing i'm doing well much like you i'm a little under the weather i have a sore throat and it is kicking my ass but i'm uh i'm glad to be back on with you Ah, yes. Well, thank you for coming back. I felt like I it just felt right. I was you were here on episode one. Get next episode's one hundred. Get you back before that. Uh, it was like we've come full circle. Can't we've done a hundred of these? Um, yeah. Also, congratulations to you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I still think you hold the record for most film feast appearances. I believe. Oh, so well, look at me. <laughs> I haven't done the research on that, but I think that checks out. Uh, it's funny too because I mentioned on the next episode because this is a weird thing. I recorded the hundredth episode before this episode because it's our top 10 of the year of 2022 episode. And people will probably think, oh, Matt, you sound like you're getting better on that episode. No, I'm worse now because I recorded that episode before this one. Right. <laughs> and I mentioned that, um, okay, so technically, uh, so somewhere along the line, the episode numbering kind of got jacked up because I thought it'd be cute to not number a few episodes because doing we did the Tony Scott Unscottable series. And at first I didn't number those. And I was like, I'm going to, these are like a separate series. I'm not going to number them like normal episodes. And then I gave that idea up for like six episodes into that. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so technically we may be past 100. It's fine. No one probably cares about this for me, but I have to say it because it bothers me. But um, for unofficially, officially, this is 99. Next week will be 100. Uh, it's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't know we'd make it that long. Um, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> yeah, this is really probably made one of the loosest episodes we've ever done um mm-hmm. and uh you know but it should be fun those are fun ones i think so um well let's start off normally let's just do uh what, what's uh what have we seen lately there is one thing that we both watched together that yep I'm ex- <laughs> you're like, yeah and i'm excited to talk about um but do you have anything else we'll talk about before we talk about that movie uh no i mean i'll go ahead and mention my uh, other things afterwards but i think this is the big one we both want to get out of our chest <laughs> uh, this is why i fell ill i think because we watched yes absolutely <laughs> you want to say the title <laughs> uh yeah we watched um 
Tom Hooper's Cats. Uh, and let me just say, everything you have heard about it is correct. It is so <laughs> beyond my imagination how absurd it is yeah. and yet how boring it could be. Yeah, yeah. We thought it'd be funny to get together and watch Cats. And uh, I mean, we had a lot of laughs, but Jesus Christ, Cats is a bad, bad movie. <laughs> it is so awful. And I think we were talking about this. The biggest issue for me is there are big portions. And, and let me just point this out. So Matt is not a huge fan of musicals. He has a few that he likes, but overall, you're not a musical guy. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's very fair to say, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm curious ones I like that you mentioned that now. Like, which ones do I like? I mean, you kind of like Sweeney Todd, didn't you? I, I think. I thought it was okay. There was a lot <laughs> okay. of singing. Uh, <laughs> so not not he's not a musical guy. So I love musical theater. My wife and I try to make it a tradition every year to see one uh, you know, show when it comes to town. Uh, at least, but um, and I love Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals. My favorite musical of all time is The Phantom of the Opera. But let me tell you, I had never seen Cats. I I only knew two or three songs from it, and so the point I was going to bring up the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues for this movie for me, is there are long periods with like no singing. It's just music and dancing, and I imagine in the stage production that's probably a lot more lavish and beautiful to look at. But it was such boring little dance numbers they had. And I thought it being so computer animated, they would be able to do so much more. But it's just these boring little dance numbers that they're doing. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's really <laughs> not good. Um, it's not even impressive dancing. Because I'm watching weird human cat people kind of dance. And it's very boring. Uh mm-hmm. I don't even know. We, I mean, my God, me and you and another friend of ours were off work and we thought it'd be a funny idea to watch cats together. And uh, uh, what a, what a, I don't know what that, what, I don't know what's even called. If I, if I didn't have you guys with me, I, there is no value to any of it. It's absurd. <laughs> yes, there are things where we're like, well, what the fuck is going on here? But it's like, it's not enough even to keep you shockingly entertained, you know? Yeah, it, well, it's like two hours of cats introducing themselves with their ridiculous yes. names. It's insane. <laughs> like, I believe you said there was a great letterbox review that said, yes, it follows the three-act structure. Act one, some cats introduce themselves. Act two, cats continue to introduce themselves. Act three, questionable or something like that? It was like, oh, God, unclear. Unclear was what it Unclear, yeah. <laughs> unclear? And then Judy Dench turns to us at the end and says, like, for, breaks the fourth wall and says stuff like, well, you've learned a lot of lessons here today. Like, cats aren't dogs. Like, was that what the movie was about the whole time? Yeah. Was that cats if aren't that's dogs? The, if that's the best insight the movie itself can provide, I'm I'm at a loss. I can't even understand how the source material would be good. Because, like I said, if there's not more to it, then uh, a new cat shows up ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, with a ridiculous name like Mr. Uh, P.P. Bojangles. Skimble yeah. Shanks the Railroad Cat. <laughs> was the most insane. Skimble Shanks the Railway Cat. was like, what are we doing? And there's a part where they're all dancing with him on the railway, and I made the joke, I'm like, man, what if a train just came and mowed them over? In this, I mean, there's no people. It's like a post-apocalyptic world where the people seem to have disappeared. Uh, <laughs> it's very bizarre. I don't know, I don't know what Angelical is still. I don't know what <laughs> what's happened at the end where like a gel a cat goes to heaven and gets reincarnated uh, yeah bananas i just can't even imagine how the musical would be good i talked to a friend of mine who does love musical theater and she was saying like 
I mean, this could be her opinion. I don't know. But she was like, I, she's like, I feel like Cats is the musical that other musical nerds make fun of. Like, that's like the okay. musical that uh, it's like, yeah, real musical theater people think it's like a joke. But it ran for like, I don't know, 30 yes. something Un- years on Broadway. Like it's until running... until Phantom beat it. It was the longest running bu- musical on Broadway. I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't get it. I uh I don't I don't get it. I rumple teaser and uh, what the fuck other names were I don't know. Cavity it's just, cat. This is yeah, nonsense. Idris it's Elba, nonsense for two hours. <laughs> yeah, Idris Elba as McCavity Cat was weird, but let me t- okay, let me say two <laughs> positives I can give it. I think Jason Derula and Jennifer Hudson are really putting forth their best efforts. They are trying, yes. <laughs> yeah. So and that's literally about it. That's about all you could say. Jennifer Hudson sings the one song I know from Cats very well, memory. Yeah, memory. And uh that's it. That's all I have. It's very it's like a horror show. It's a funny when it's not supposed to be funny. Oh my uh, god, Rebel Wilson is like unzipping her fur and has an outfit underneath. I'll, I I will never understand what we watched, but I, I listen. I, I think somebody who I can't remember someone was like, "Matt, you hate musicals, and that's a musical you chose to watch." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, it was supposed to be a joke. It was supposed to be funny. We were like seven minutes in, and we were like, I'm not sure how much longer I can power through this. It was yeah, it was it was tough. I was like, what is going on? Um, it's bananas. It's just bananas. So yeah, that was an idea that we had, and if you well, you, <laughs> really good use of our time off work to watch cats together <laughs> yeah we did we did have a lot of laughs but uh uh yeah besides that uh abomination what else have you seen <laughs> so i've mentioned to you off air that uh, most of what i watched throughout december obviously it's my favorite time of year i watched a lot of christmas movies and yeah of course i watched different versions of a christmas carol i watched it's a wonderful life i watched home alone all these ones i can list but i'm just going to mention two that um maybe some people haven't seen and that i can recommend I believe this first one I have mentioned on air before, but I never really went into depth about it. Uh, Arthur Christmas is a Sony-produced animated movie. It was, uh, it, I think it was, a, yeah, it was a British production. Um, and it's really good. Are, do you know anything about this movie? Uh, I know of it. I have not seen it. Isn't he like... I, you explain to me, because I don't know the plot, actually. <laughs> okay, so Arthur Christmas. So <clears throat> this establishes... And also, I love how different Santa movies have different lore as to how Santa works, like the Santa Claus. If you murder Santa Claus, you become Santa Claus. (laughs) Basically, these explanations of how... (sighs) But anyways, this goes with the classic explanation of it's a title passed down from father to son. And pretty much, uh, Arthur is Santa's son, voiced by... um, uh, His name is right off the tip of my tongue. um, Split and Professor Oh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy, McAvoy, yes. lost his name for some reason but james mcavoy and he's just he works in the letters department he's very klutzy he doesn't he's totally incompetent and his older brother steve is voiced by um man these british actors i just can't remember uh dr house <laughs> oh uh shit uh <laughs> I, yeah people don't talk about I, hugh laurie I'll... hugh laurie there you go That's there you it. go <laughs> yeah and he's the much more you know by the books he knows how the operation runs and he's excited to become the new santa claus because this is supposed to be santa claus's last year but then the older santa claus decides oh you know what i'm gonna go for another year why not and they're all very upset about it but as it turns out in this last big operation one child's bike what went missing and it didn't get delivered and steve and the older santa claus are like all right well we'll deliver it in the next morning and arthur is just like 
but that's going to ruin the magic. And there, uh, and pretty much Arthur goes on this mad dash to uh, take an old, worn-out sleigh to take the present to the kid. And he just faces a whole bunch of crazy obstacles. But there's one line that like really stuck with me. Um, pretty much, yeah, all the elves find out that Arthur is doing this, despite him being a klutz and not knowing what he's doing. And they all go to Santa and they're like, yeah, a child was missed. And Santa's just like, well, out of how many millions of children, there's just one. It's not like it really matters. And one of the elves says, one child doesn't matter. Which one? And I'm like, ooh, man, <laughs> that that hits me. Mm, but mm. no, it's it's a fun little animated movie. Highly recommend it. Uh, it seems to be getting more popular, but I highly recommend that one. And the other Christmas movie that I really want to call out is a movie Matt knows off the air. I won't shut up about this movie because I love it. Uh, but it's... I still say you have some financial backing in this movie. But go ahead. <laughs> but it's a European produced uh, movie, uh, Joyeux Noël, which is French for Merry Christmas. Um, it tells the crazy true story of <clears throat> the 1914 unofficial Christmas ceasefire of World War One, where Scottish, French, and German troops all agreed to lay down their weapons and just meet in no man's land. They hold a mass, they play soccer together. And it's really just a really inspiring story of just the goodness that humanity can have. And despite being at war, they all agreed to lay down the weapons and they all got in a huge amount of trouble with the higher authorities because it was not approved. And uh, the wow. film at the end is like dedicated to the fraternizers. And it's just a beautiful story about the goodness that he can have. I'm curious how though that's a whole like movie length thing just them hang is it them like is there parts of like them talking about doing it them actually doing it the aftermath them doing it, is that the structure well like... it's not so there are big points where we meet a lot of the people like it opens up with these two young scottish guys being like we're going to war and uh you know finally our lives mean something and they go off to war and one of them the one who is more excited dies in battle and so this his younger brother is he finds it hard to be able to forgive and spend time with these German troops. And uh, i trying to think. Uh, we meet uh, this one German troop who is an opera singer, but he got drafted. So he's down in the trenches and he sings opera for his. There's a great scene. My favorite scene in the whole movie is he's singing in German Silent Night uh, for his troops. And the Scottish troops overhear him and they start playing their bagpipes along with him. And it's just this big bonding moment. So we get a lot of build up to know who these characters are before the final you know uh coming together and then they they show the aftermath of it as well all right all right yeah maybe highly recommend day. that one yeah <laughs> maybe one day i'll check it out i haven't seen either one of those and i probably need some new christmas movies in my rotation so i feel like one day you're just gonna come to my house with that movie in hand and be like not we're watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> and all the doors will be locked you'll have no I'll have no chance it's like yeah <laughs> ken how did you lock all my windows and doors <laughs> um uh yeah i have after your two picks or your two christmas i have two, three far less classy christmas movies to talk about <laughs> like, okay oh yeah i know which ones you want to talk about. i Let briefly talked with you about them at lunch one day um recently and uh Sorry, I'd have to repeat this, but um, uh, let me see here. Okay, so recently, uh, there's a company called Vestron that is putting out a lot of good uh, Blu-ray releases, and they're very cheap. They're always very cheap, even when it's a three-pack of this, because it was Silent Night, Dead Night 3, 4, and 5, and 
it was like i don't know 15 around 15 bucks for those movies and i'm like oh, wow. these aren't yeah they're not even like that easy to stream i believe anymore maybe maybe like two b or something but um uh the i think people i've heard about how the silent night dead night uh series gets crazier as it goes on um mm-hmm. because it kind of does like a um halloween thing like from halloween three if they kept that going where it's like we're gonna keep the name of this but it's gonna be like very barely related to anything before to be like separate yeah. anthology stories um so i watched all three of those <laughs> and it was uh it was a trip um yep they're insane i don't it's like they get crazier and crazier as they go along and like i if they become more and more loosely connected and less about christmas as they go along um <laughs> well you just four. the way you described yeah. I, I think was it three or four where you described where ricky the killer from the second movie <clears throat> excuse me uh where the killer from the second movie has like this mojo jojo style dome over his head that contains his brain <laughs> yeah that's three uh three is still yeah kind of because bill mosley of all people plays ricky um, yeah with like yeah his brain is exposed in like a glass dome on his head there's a girl I've never heard of named Samantha Scully who looks like like discount Jennifer Connelly. Um, <laughs> they have a psychic connection to each other. And uh, she, it's, I don't know. I describe the plot of these almost like pointless, but <laughs> also well, then you said, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go yeah, ahead. Daniel Epler has been doing more YouTube videos. So I should give him a shout out. And he did a YouTube video on these three movies when he got the Blu-ray set. So he's going to do a much better job explaining to you what's going on, I think, than I'm going to do. <laughs> but, um, but, but, uh, yeah, three is that's the loose connection. Ricky is still there from the earlier movies, played by a different actor. Um, it's very, uh, it's weird. It's kind of slow. There's a lot of like driving scenes of people driving and talking. Uh, directed by Monty Hellman, who's like a pretty famous older director at the time. I was like, I don't know how we end up doing this movie, but right. um, yeah. Uh, what were you going to ask me? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, because then the fourth movie happens, and we have a totally different character, also named Ricky, I believe. Right. And he gets run, a run-in with this coven of witches. He's like their familiar, or like their gopher, I mean, like, and Ricky's played by Clint Howard, but it's not, I don't think, supposed to be Whoa. the same Ricky. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be the same Ricky, and he works with cover. Yeah, four. It's always it's always nice yeah. to see Clint Howard in a movie not directed by his brother. Right, he pops up in a lot of movies too. Um, four is maybe my favorite of the three that I watch. Like four is so fucking batshit insane <clears throat> that like, yeah, it's so it feels like. And the Christmas may be the least of those three. Honestly, it's like. I you you see some tinsel thrown in the background like someone threw some tinsel up like oh yeah it's Christmas uh but yeah this this woman discovers this like a reporter like discovers the coven of witches um and just weirder sh- there's a lot of bug stuff I don't know what's going on <laughs> like her body some really gross effects it's directed by Brian Gesta who did Society and Bride of Reanimator and stuff like that and this effects are by a guy named Screaming Mad George I believe yeah is his name. And they're pretty good effects, but they're really gross. They're pretty gnarly. Um, and it's it's just crazy. I was like, what does that have to do with Christmas again? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yes, that was for the initiation. Um, made my favorite of the bunch. Five is called The Toy Maker. It has Mickey Rooney. Who uh, criticized the first 
yes, who very openly criticized the first Silent Night, Deadly Night, and then ends up in five. Uh, yep. When money yeah. talks, bullshit walks. Yeah, I, I was very uncomfortable that he owned a shop called Pedo's Toy Shop. Oh, yeah, I was like, I don't like that at all. But he's like, his is name that is supposed to be like Geppetto. It is because his name is like from, Joe. Okay. Oh. Joe Pedo, and then oh, he has a. That's unfortunate. He has a son named Pino. <laughs> uh, if you understand, like they're being very obvious. With but I didn't know the Joe Pedo thing. They just said we're going to Pedo's Toy Shop, and I was like, I don't like the name of that toy shop. Like, <laughs> like anything to do with that. Nope. And uh, five is they, there's like toys that are killing people. And uh, it's almost like feels like Puppet Master in some parts with the toy, mm-hmm. the toy effects and the, the thing. And it, it's I don't even it, it gets so crazy at the end. Like the last I couldn't think of getting crazier. And the last 10 minutes, like something happens with the sun mm-hmm. uh, that's so crazy. And the main actress and I'm like, what am I watching? Like if someone walked in that moment, I've been like. I'm like, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's just weird. He's there's a, I can't even. I'll I can tell you off mic if you want. I wouldn't want to spoil. It. It's so yeah. Don't spoil fucking, it, but tell me when we're done. It's so fucked up. It's so fucking weird. Um, I just can't believe Mickey Rooney was like a part of this. And like, <laughs> uh, they're so insane. Like, I had a fun time watching them. I don't think they're necessarily very good movies. Like, um, right. I don't want to speak for Daniel. I think he liked them more than I did, but I had a good time watching them. Um, I mean, the first Silent Night, Deadly Night, I mean, it's goofy, but I can at least enjoy it as like a cheesy slasher. The second one is just bananas. And they took like 45 minutes from the first movie and then just filled it in with Eric <laughs> Freeman, I think, is the actor. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's, whose, uh, yeah. Whose only acting note they gave him was to raise his eyebrows. <laughs> it's a good note. They, uh, yeah, Daniel made a good point when he said, uh, he watched one and two back to back, which is a horrible mistake because they recap, like you said, 45 minutes of one in two. So if you just watched one, that's just like completely pointless. Any like it's bad anyway. But if you just watched one, it's like, oh, Jesus, I just watched. This. It's like, but we all um, but we all know what you need to watch one format. Oh, yeah. Ken and I, Ken and I, I should tell, are obsessed with the song <laughs> Warm Side of the Door from part one. Like we play it any time of year. It doesn't be Christmas time. Uh, Which is especially crazy because Matt is very strict about the whole, you know, don't watch Christmas movies out of season and all that. I'm I'm very seasonal. I I like to keep my seasons, keep it tight, keep it within the frame. But Warm Side Door is so good. And it's just such a weird part of that movie. It's like, let's stop for this nice montage with Warm Side of the Door. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like this family sitcom in the middle of this slasher movie. So wild. I, uh, you know, if I had to rank all five, I, I think I'd go with one still being the best. Mm-hmm. then maybe four, <laughs> then five, then three, then two. The, so the... let me ask you, let me ask you yeah. this though. You say one being the best, but is one the most entertaining for you? Probably, probably. Okay. And it's the song. It's got, there's a lot of things I like. It, it's funny. Cause I think they actually might get like better. They might be better made in three, four and five. Cause they have pretty, a couple of good directors working. I don't mm-hmm. know who directed the first Silent Night, Deadly Night, but uh, but they have a couple good directors, so it's like they almost feel like better made movies, but they're so fucking batshit insane. Right? It's like let me call this better. I mean, the first one's pretty crazy too. They're all they're all crazy in their own ways, but it's such a weird kind of batshit insane when you think about it. But yeah. uh, well, but it's I, like it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, yeah, these might be technically better made, but like good filmmaking can't fix an insane asinine script. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, it's like, um, 
they're fun because I like them that they're so cuckoo bananas. But uh, right. yeah, so so yeah, I don't. There, I it's hard to rank them, but that's I, I go with that. So um, recommend them. We should probably watch them next year during Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Um, but yeah, that's great. I mean, because I if otherwise like we just finished the holidays, so I watched a bunch of Christmas movies. So I don't really have anything else to talk about for stuff we've seen lately. So we can mm-hmm. just go through some. 2023 upcoming releases talk about stuff we're excited about i have this whole list in front of me i know you said you have okay. four so when i, I have four listed really... that i want to i have four listed that i want to say i'm excited for but yeah you go ahead and list off i figure when i get to them you can just stop me and say that's one of the four and then we can talk about it some more but okay. uh all right first up first weekend of january coming in hot i'm very excited for this movie have you heard of megan yeah i've been <laughs> seeing a lot it looks like this weird doll type yes. movie but is she not a doll she's uh yeah like i think it's like a ai lifelike doll it's still like a doll but it's like you know some very advanced high-tech doll you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i'm uh, excited for that too that's not it, one of the four i specifically want to talk about but yeah that looks interesting i believe it's written by james wan or produced by james wan like um oh okay so I, hope it was something crazy like in the vein of malignant but we'll see um right well i'll say i'll I'll say i if james wan is attached to it maybe lee Wanell is attached to it and i actually like what lee Wanell has been doing directing wise lately yeah yeah i know i know he's not directing it but uh yeah i i have liked his does he have a movie coming out next year we'll get to it i sure i assume but uh but yeah um Okay, uh, February starts. I, there's not much in January. It's kind of a dry month. But uh, February starts <laughs> off with the uh, new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Knock at the Cabin, which I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I think it looks yeah, really good. Yeah, it looks really good. And I gotta say, I'm really happy that M. Night Shyamalan has like gotten his groove back, you know? Yeah, me too. I, I feel like uh, I really thought he was dead in the water, like after like... Uh, after Lady in the Water. <laughs> well, <laughs> then, it, then it got worse because then it was like Avatar... Last Airbender Ooh. and yeah. uh, After Earth, and I thought, oh, well, he's done. But um, yeah, I'm happy for him. And that looks uh, Knock at the Cabin. I think looks really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It looks good. So, all right. Oh, uh, real quick. That. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. Um, I say after Lady in the Water, just because you said Dead in the Water. But I believe was Lady in the Water before or after the Village? Because I really like the Village. Lady in the Water is after the Village. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like his. I hate to say downfall, but I feel like his slide starts with Lady in the Water for most people. I I watched that movie maybe last year, the year before, finally, and mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Uh, I I feel like maybe uh, my friends hated a mark, or at least one of them likes it. Uh, I couldn't yeah. couldn't get into it as much, but it's I, it's yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, my biggest <clears throat> my biggest joke I like to say about Lady <laughs> in the Water is. My God, M. Night Shyamalan is really stroking his ego by casting himself as this brilliant writer whose work <laughs> is going to change the world. I'm like, really stroking the ego there. M. That is, yeah, that, that was tough to take. I thought I was like, okay, M. Night, come on, I like you, but calm down. Uh, it's like, it's a bit much. Um, okay, first, I feel like really big movie of the year, uh, mid February, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Mm-hmm. I know, I feel like, I don't mean to call you out, I feel like you've been a little like, down on marvel stuff or kind of out of the loop on marvel uh, I, you, yeah you can speak for yourself i don't want to speak for you but <laughs> yeah no that's fair i will say um ever since endgame i genuinely feel like i've just sort of fallen off the whole marvel bandwagon and we'll talk about this when you bring up other movies 
I have been more interested in what DC is doing, but now with recent events with DC, I'm a little sour on them too. <laughs> well, yeah, they they've been doing some things. I feel like they we'll talk about it. they have like kind of clean house to make way for new mm-hmm. stuff, but they've been killing some stuff where I'm like, no, I wanted that thing. Uh, but um, if you're gonna jump back in, I don't know because if you, I do feel like the Phase Four Marvel stuff has been a little uh, lost. They've had a, like kind mm-hmm. of directions not really i feel like ant-man is really going to set up the next big bad like kang the conqueror that feels like what yeah. it's doing so if you want to jump back in I feel like ant-man's your spot so um yeah. but uh i'm excited for that one i th- I hope it's good i've liked i i've liked both the Ant-Man movies before besides but more than most people i think um honestly the one... only marvel movie i loved after endgame for obvious reasons is no way home oh yeah yeah <laughs> That's yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. I don't know if you're excited about this one, but uh, I know I am. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> oh, that is on my list. Oh, it's on that's... your list. Okay, I didn't know yes, that. Yes, that's, I... that's one of the four I wanted to talk about. Cocaine <laughs> Bear. I believe we saw the poster for that long before any trailers came out. And we were like, is this going to be real? Or is, did someone like post <laughs> a joke, joke movie? movie? Yeah. No, it's real. It's got a trailer now and everything. Uh, yep. And what is it? Is it basically just a true story of a bear that got into like someone's trailer and got into their cocaine and went wild? Yeah. Uh, somehow he ingested a whole bunch of cocaine and then just goes insane. And they have to try to stop the bear. <laughs> so Sign uh, me the fuck up. I yeah, am here I for that movie. I'm on board. That movie sells itself. Uh, I had another one of your four. That's so funny. I didn't know cocaine bear would make the list. Because uh, I know the next one will make your list. Creed 3 comes out March that, 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> that is the one I am most excited for. Um I will say this cuz again, I'm very excited for it, but I'm sure you've probably heard and I'm sure anyone who's who are big movie people listening to your podcast know there is a lot of drama going on regarding the whole Rocky extended universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very excited for this movie. I'm going to go see it, but I do feel soured on Irwin and David Winkler for basically what feels like stealing Rocky from Sylvester Stallone. Right. Who there is no Rocky without Sylvester Stallone. So it's kind of, it's really fucked up. They're like, yeah, pushing him out of the whole thing. And yeah, I understand well, I he's know... upset. I, I, But I, is he taking it? I feel like, I'm sad. I feel like he's almost taking it out on Michael B. Jordan. Or, you know, but yeah, well, and that's the thing. He said he has absolutely no beef with Michael B. Jordan. Okay. And he loved working with him. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, I love. And he said, if they did a Creed 4, which I don't think they're going to do, I think this is staying as a trilogy. I think that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has said, if they made a Creed 4, and if Irwin and David Winkler were not involved, he would be happy to work with Michael B. Jordan again. Oh, okay. That's good. All right. I but he just said, Tension there. <laughs> yeah. But he just said because of what the Winklers did to him, he just doesn't want to support it. But uh, I will also say, I mean, because you know how much I love Rocky. Rocky means a great deal to me. And there was one scene in the trailer where I see Michael B. Jordan standing in a cemetery wearing sunglasses. And I'm like, if they canonically say Rocky is dead, I'm going to be very upset. I just don't see any reason to do that, especially he's not in the movie. You know what I mean? It's like like just say he's living with his son and he's having a good time. Yeah, that's privately. all you need to do. I really hope they'll do that too. I'm I'm with you. There's just no reason to do that. Um, it it probably uh, be somebody else. I don't know who it would be, but uh, maybe his but, mother. Yeah. Maybe his mom. Yeah, maybe his or mom. Or because I don't think I saw her in the trailer. Or he could just be visiting his dad's grave. Yeah, that's true. Um, um but yeah, I've liked both the Creed movies, so I'm very excited oh. for Creed three. The trailer looks really good. I think. Um. 
also when I saw Avatar in 3D IMAX, they were really pushing uh, Creed 3 being shot in IMAX with IMAX or some of the scenes with IMAX. And I'm like, oh, wow. maybe being can't you go see an IMAX? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But because, um, <clears throat> yeah, the first Creed is like my second favorite movie in the Rocky franchise, uh, mm. second to the first movie. But um, I'm excited for this one, especially because because a lot of the time with the Rocky movies, and we even felt this way with Creed, too, we feel like they're always very formulaic. And it's still yeah. consistently entertaining, but it's very formulaic. However, I will say, and I think this is probably going to follow some sort of formula, but I like, this is like a new plot point that I've never seen done in a Rocky movie before, where someone from his past that he used to be friends with is challenging him to a fight. Yeah. Have they not done that? I guess not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, no, Creed 3 looks good. I'm excited. I'm glad you're excited too. Uh, March actually is kind oh, of... And... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, and I was just going to say, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, so I'm excited for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, so that's good. March actually is kind of stacked up here. So the next weekend is Scream 6. Did you see the last Scream? I don't even know if you... I never got around to it. I, I liked it. I liked it more when I first saw it. I kind of cooled off on it a little bit, but I still like it. It's still a very entertaining slasher movie. The reason um, the reason I do want to definitely give it a chance, at least, is what I appreciate about the screen movies is they're always making commentary. Like, the second movie makes a commentary on sequels, the third one on trilogies, the fourth one on, like, the, you know, long-awaited sequel. And this one is, like, a commentary on legacy sequels. Oh yeah, Correct. yeah. I think I think so. Yeah, uh, I know changing the location up to going to New York, New York mm -hmm. City. So um, that's good. I hope I hope it's good. Uh, excited for that one. So um, sorry, I feel like I'm going to run through these a little faster because I feel like oh we're only in March still. <laughs> but uh, the new Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I guess Zachary yep. Levi has not been fired by DC yet. Uh, so that's yeah, good. that's that's one of the that's another one that I wanted to talk about. So mm -hmm. I'm excited for that because I really liked the first Shazam and. I guess now we can sort of go into DC and what they're doing. That's really, I guess, yeah, just trying to clean house, but I just don't think it's a great move. Well, I mean, I get some things I get, some things I don't understand, like the getting rid of Henry Cavill thing. I don't really get, uh, I mean, again, they want to I, do a younger Superman. I get that, but it's like, I feel like he was very well liked as Superman, even if like sometimes his movies, the movies he in, he was in were not, great or you know people like like i like him as superman racing is what i'm saying but like yeah like yeah that's how i feel fault, basically <laughs> but also it's like because they said they want to go with a younger superman and i'm like well for fuck's sake you, the first man of steel came out in 2013 and you spent so long without giving him a man of steel sequel like <laughs> we took we took so long just to get to that point like yeah. he was younger for a good while before now <laughs> yeah i know they wasted so much time it's like I don't know. I mean, I, I just they got to get the fucking train back on the tracks because they, DC's been so, you know, out of it for so long. I do hope uh, James Gunn makes it very clear he's trying to do the whole building bigger universe thing, building to something which they've needed for a long time because they don't build very I, well. Yeah, yeah, and I love what he did with the Suicide Squad, but my question is if this is still supposed to be like, because do we even know is Gal Gadot not coming back? That I have not heard confirmed. Uh, it doesn't seem good, though, but yeah. <laughs> there's talk that uh, Jason Momoa is going to be changed to be Lobo instead of Aquaman, which he look he would look great as Lobo, but it's established that he's Aquaman. Yeah, yeah that's weird. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be so, weird. Yeah. So the only thing I can imagine them doing, if they're trying to you know say this is even in the same universe at this point, 
is maybe do the whole flashpoint thing where you know he'll tap into a different universe but then ezra miller is a fucking crazy person so i'm not sure we want ezra back yeah yeah i we'll get to we'll get to the flash uh in a bit but <laughs> it's it's yeah the whole it's still kind of a mess i feel like james gunn walked into like a lot of shit to clean up and like yeah some of the stuff we're not gonna like i oh god it kills me i wish i never knew they were talking about a batman beyond movie with michael keaton as, as bruce wayne and then bruce wayne that the, the uh god damn it uh <laughs> jesus james gunn killed that i was like yep. really you couldn't let that one go like, come on um Oh, that one that one breaks my heart. Um, but yeah, I like the back to the show. I like the first Shazam. Uh, second one looks to be about like in the same vein. It looks fun. Uh, hope it's good. Yeah, because like especially at the time the first game came out, I was like, we need lighter fare from DC, and right. that fits the bill. So I don't know. This probably is Zachary Levi is probably going to. This is his one song is Shazam. So we we will see if he sticks around, but. Um, well, also the problem yeah. with Shazam is those kid actors are getting older. So if you're gonna still have the lore that Shazam is a little kid or a teenager at least, oh, then yeah. how long can that even go? That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that probably won't last very long. So, well, hopefully it's fun while it lasts. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, next one. I'm very excited for this movie. I don't even know if you've seen the other ones, uh, but John Wick Chapter Four is coming out into March. I'm going to lose all movie fan credibility here. I've not seen a single John Wick movie. Oh my God, Ken. They're amazing. <laughs> they're so good. Uh, I'm so excited for this movie. I am so hyped. The trailers look great. Uh, I It's it's so much so much stuff. I, it's just like, I, I came in all the cool things I've seen in the trailer. I'm like, uh-huh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Um, right. you, I shall let you borrow those because you need to watch those movies. <laughs> so okay. they are fantastic. Um all right, let me skip around here. Uh, oh, okay. I, how do you feel about the Super Mario Brothers movie? It's coming out. I'm sort of lukewarm on it, but I think it'll be fine. I was too, but the last trailer I just saw they put out, there's like a new trailer that came out recently, and I'm like, shit, this actually looks really good. <laughs> like, Is that the one wish... where some people are mad at uh, <clears throat> at how Chris Pratt sounds when he goes, let's go? Yeah, that was there. I, I kind of, yeah, I do kind of wish Chris Pratt was not the guy voicing Mario, but everything else looks so good. I think that I can get past it, and like I'll probably just get used to it and be like, all right, okay, Mario's not great, but it's fine. But it does look like a pretty good time, and they, and the, yeah. it, they nailed the look of it. So I'm, I'm, uh, what's the word? Uh, hesitant but excited about that movie. Um, it'll, it'll certainly be better than the '90s Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> this is true. Um, uh, oh, that movie! I don't know. That movie's. I was gonna say. I was like, that movie's kind of wacky, fun. I mean, it's it's insane. It has nothing to do with the games, but it's so weird that it's like, if you separate it from being a part of, being related to the games, it's, well, it's still crazy. But it's you know, that, they, that's yeah. what I've heard is if you separate it from the whole Mario idea, like if you just say this is its own thing, and these characters happen to be named Mario and Luigi. Then it's, it's not as bad. That'll that, honestly, I'll tell you that that'll probably be an episode of this podcast down the road at some point because that movie deserves to be talked about uh, for, for many reasons for how crazy it is. Um, yeah. Did you know that they're making another Evil Dead movie called Evil Dead Rise? I did not know about this. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's really a follow up to the remake reboot they did a few years ago, which I really like. Or what? There's not a lot about it right now. Um, mm. uh, but it's coming out in April. Um, 
I believe Sam Raimi is still producing it. Uh, I don't, so I really don't much about it, honestly. I think I've seen a couple still photos and that's mm-hmm. it. But I'm, I'm excited because I liked the last one. Um, but yeah, I don't know how that's going to, how it's going to be, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and the last one has that cameo of Bruce Campbell at the end. So there's is it possibility. Just his voice or... Yeah, yeah I think it's just him going groovy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing I'm ready to say, like, possible Bruce Campbell cameo, like, I hope. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, I'm going to jump ahead now. Another big one, I feel like. It's going to be on your list. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes, I'm excited for that. I will say my, uh, like, in most of the stuff post-Endgame that I'm interested in, is characters that I already knew. Already which... established, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, However, I didn't see the new Thor movie. I heard it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> pretty rough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, no. New Guardians of the Galaxy I'm very excited for. Do we know? Mm-hmm. I-, I was going to say, do we know? I'm guessing James Gunn is not attached to this one since he's now with DC. No, no, he did this one. He finished it. Uh, I think a while ago, it's, got, it's been Marvel's moved their stuff back because of COVID and all kinds of things. So oh, he's okay. he's done it a while ago. Apparently, he said he talked to Kevin Feige and Kevin Feige like Feige like gave him the blessing to go do the DC thing. And I guess he's still going to promote Guardians when it comes out. So he's kind of still kind of got a foot in both or foot foot in Marvel. Um, okay. So yeah, he did. He wrote, directed it. So um, I am worried though because the trailer just makes it look it's going to be like very sad and emotional <laughs> of like oh man which is not what i want from guardians of the galaxy i know i just wanted to have fun but uh <laughs> sure it's gonna work can't wait to be crying over a raccoon if rocket dies in the theater right like i got man. a real bad feeling about him and uh matisa as drax i feel like one of those two if not both will not make it they just feel like those are my the ones that feel like they have the odds to to be killed off i don't know but um i know We'll we'll see. I don't know. I, it, it it looks good. I just worried about the. It's gonna mess me up emotionally, but uh, we will see. Um, I don't even. Want, I was gonna. I <laughs> Fast X. I, I almost want to skip that one because I've been so disappointed in the past two Fast and Furious movies. Right. That I think it's supposed to be the. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It's second to last one because I think they split this one to two or something. Um, mm. I I I'm losing steam on this franchise because it was like really fun. It got really fun again in the middle, like five, six, seven. Seven was kind of down because of Paul Walker's death, but like it was but really that ending. That ending of the movie, though. Oh yeah, yeah. God, I people in the theater were. There's a woman next to me who was like rocking back and forth, weeping, and uh, it was like I, I was I was getting uh, crying too. My sister was crying pretty hard. Uh, so up, yeah, five, six, seven. I thought were pretty well, fun, really good time, and it's been mm-hmm. kind of a slow. Uh, thing they're running out of steam in that franchise basically but i'm gonna see it i'll fucking be there i'll be there and get my money so fast x uh may 19th where are we at um <coughs> oh man okay one i think we're both excited about uh spider-man across the spider-verse hell yeah okay yeah i am <laughs> very excited i will tell you this. yeah i i think i told you and i know i'm not original saying this that i think into the spider-verse was like objectively the best spider-man movie I mean, yeah, it's like it's like how I have to quantify Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It's like I a know, different. It's like a, it sits outside of the box, like because I would still say like Spider Man Two, Raimi Spider Man Two is like the best Spider Man movie. Um, but the, the in, in the Spider Verse is like this different thing that I think is also great. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't fight you if you said that was your favorite. I thought it was the best one, but it's uh, 
I mean, it's great. I we still need to do an episode at some point under the Spider Verse. I feel like because we talked about it yeah. a few times. And well, um, I think um, for, so for me, it's sort of the same way. <clears throat> excuse me. It's sort of the same way I feel about the Batman and Batman '89. Like the Batman, I think is kind of objectively the best Batman movie. I think I could be wrong, but Batman '89 still holds a special place in my heart and is still my personal favorite. That's sort of how I feel. Like I think objectively, Into the Spider Verse is the best Spider-Man movie, but Spider-Man Two might still be my favorite just because it holds that that uh, space in my heart. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I the trailer for Cross Spider Verse looks great. I'm excited. Uh, I hope it's as good as the first one because yeah, I love the first one. Um, and let me see. Sorry, I feel like I'm starting to fade here, so I want to go through. <laughs> I'm like just trying to make it through, but uh, sorry for everyone for us just like coughing every five seconds. But yeah, we're doing. We're our both best getting here. over it. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting into it. I don't even get over it. Like I'm getting like. I'm oh, getting... I'm getting over it. So as I'm oh, okay. leaving it, you're taking it. That's what it. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I, oh, okay. We're still in June. Um, okay. What I'm curious about, and I thought I'd be done with this franchise, but I am not. I guess. Transformers Rise of the Beasts uh, because they keep sucking me back in. Michael Bay's not directing it. Uh, and they're bringing in the uh, Beast Wars thing. I've you watched Beast Wars yeah. as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. They're bringing in those. Uh, which is weird because those were just the same characters but in new forms. But it seems like in this yeah. movie it's like Optimus Prime still <laughs> exists as a truck but then there's the gorilla which is supposed to be in two. I don't know how it's going to work. But I'm like, God damn it. I thought I was out. They pulled me back in. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like Michael Corleone, man. Every time I think I'm out, they bring me back in. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. You got Beast Wars on there. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The end of June. Yeah. I'm a, I, I'm <laughs> I feel like I am excited with caution and reservation because I... You and I know I don't like Crystal Skull. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the and... weirdo who likes Crystal Skull better than Temple of Doom. Oh, God. You... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that one still I, hits me. Has- hashtag I can't stand Willie. All right. You got to watch. I want you to sit down and watch both those movies again and tell me you still like. You're like, I defy you to watch these movies back to back and tell me <laughs> Crystal Skull is better than Doom. I would love to hear that. Um, but I. I... I don't know. I'm uh, very, I'm optimistic, cautious, cautious, optimistic was the term I was looking for, but I, I don't know. Um, there's some stuff in the trailer I like, some stuff I don't like, because some stuff kind of looks kind of uh, CGI heavy, like these really big crowd shots. It doesn't, I don't think it looks yeah. great. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I hope Harrison Ford's into it. It seems like he is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I The jury is going to be on that one. I will see it for sure. I'll be there, but uh, I just, I just don't know. So I know. I mean, um, Harrison Ford is eighty years old, and I don't know. I feel like eighty, like that's the age where you're just like, man, can you still do action stuff? <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand because, like, I, you know, even if you're like in good shape at eighty and everything's going well, you're just not going to move like you used to. <laughs> so I, know. I don't know if they're going to use a lot of doubles, and I know they de-age him for one scene in the trailer, um, but it's like. You know, it, it, the Irishman. This was a complaint <coughs> about the Irishman, where they de-aged the guys, and then people were well, like, "Oh, but they still move like old men." It's like it didn't bother right. me that much, but but you could tell, like, you know, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, so, um, one, I am, man, the movie I feel like I may be most excited about for 2023. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible. Jesus Christ. I, again, before the Avatar uh, 3D IMAX show I went to, they had like a longer, you know, nine-minute featurette on them doing this insane stunt for Mission Impossible where yeah. Tom Cruise rides a fucking motorcycle off a ramp and then parachutes, which he really did. <laughs> and I'm like, just this man just giving it all for the movie. Listen, I will, <laughs> I will give that crazy man all of my money. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he just he's doing it for us. It's I, I listen. I know he's crazy with the, the, the stuff, but man, he, he just. It's like they show him like warming up. He's doing warm up jumps to get ready for the actual stunt. Like he's jumping on a plane, like warm up. I'm like, this guy's insane. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for Mission Impossible. Don't even care what the plot is, though. It doesn't matter. Uh, the cast looks great. They've added some people. Um, I'm all for it. It uh, it looks like it should be a blast. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is a big day. The week after, July 21st, double feature of the year here, Ken. The Barbie movie. And Nolan's Oppenheimer. <laughs> Talk about it. You know what? Lindsay Wilkins, find a way to to link them up and do a do an episode on it. Yeah, Lindsay, can you do a schlock and all on Barbie and Oppenheimer when they come out? Because they're coming out. You know what the connection could be? They both came out July 21st, the same year. That's just there it is. There it um, is. I'm I'm looking forward to both. I would love to see both the same day because what a whiplash what a wild double feature that was and, and let's say i'm not sure if you i'm not sure if you've mentioned this on the air but matt and i really love these ideas of us doing double features that no one has ever done before <laughs> that are insane yeah we'd also go to best buy a lot back when they had like a, a movie section that's not like two racks but uh yeah and ken would go to like the uh the bin with like the five dollar movies just pulled two random ones out and was like Here's a double feature. You get some crazy stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, it was like you know Howard the Duck and like Schindler's uh, List or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like, like whoa, there's there's a double feature. There's a double for you. Um, oh boy. Uh, so yeah, are you looking forward to either one of those or both of those? Because I I am actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm more more over more Oppenheimer, which <clears throat> I gotta say, I really feel like Killian Murphy they made him up to look like the guy a lot. And I really like how Killian Murphy seems to be Christopher Nolan's, like one of his go-to guys. One of, yeah. Definitely one of his guys now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, it, uh, yeah, that trailer was also crazy, but I, I keep mentioning Avatar. Sorry, but I saw all these trailers. before. I saw a solid 30 minutes of stuff before Avatar even started when I went to the theater um, yeah. for way of water and Oppenheimer that was it's an IMAX. It's, Nolan loves IMAX, so it's like it was all about like, oh look how great this looks. Um, it did look really good. Uh, so I'm in. I will see Barbie and Oppenheimer the same day if I can. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> oh, sorry, trying to hold together here. Okay, so um, let's see. Oh, did you ever watch the Barbie teaser trailer though? That was like 2001: Space. Yes, Odyssey? it's like a 2001. Yep, you you told Insane. me I had to watch it, so okay. I was just like, I love this. I'm into it. Uh, okay, the week after, yeah, man, July is also stacked with stuff. Um, is the new the Marvels like the Captain Marvel movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That looks, <laughs> okay, no, that, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like no, no, I, <laughs> no, that looks funny. good. I'm, yeah, it's funny. It's not like you're like, yeah, I shut up. But no, no, I, I, yeah, I'm excited because I, you know, I'm like, 
I feel like I was again one of the people who liked Captain Marvel the first movie, and yeah. um, it's funny people were like, "Oh, it sucked," and then like it made a billion dollars or something. But um, it they added a couple people. I still I feel bad. I did not watch the Miss Marvel Disney Plus show, but I haven't watched the last couple Disney Plus shows, so mm-hmm. I'm a little behind. But um, they added her and Teona Paris as Monica Rambeau, so. Um, Give me all the Captain Marvels. I'm here for it. So yeah, and that's um, another one. Like, okay, she pre-existed Endgame, therefore I'm interested. <laughs> there you go. Um, and oh, okay, I there's a couple Meg. I can't wait. They're making a Meg two. The first right? Meg is not that not great. In, not interested in personally. Is Statham back? Oh, Statham is back. I I might see it. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> uh, I just like going to the movies. Um, there's a new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie called mutant mayhem that i think is produced by seth rogan that's like animated i believe mm. uh i'll see it um see now we're so far deep in the year that we're at the point where it's like i know these movies exist i haven't seen a trailer i don't know much about them there's a new haunted mansion movie coming out really yeah okay um don't know how that's gonna be the cast is pretty random i for the first i went to the indu page and it's jamie lee curtis winona ryder Jared Leto and Owen Wilson are the first names I see. Mm. <laughs> Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson. Some <coughs> interesting people. Okay. Uh, I'll see it, I'm sure. I, Ken, do you remember they're making a Blue Beetle movie? <laughs> that was another one I actually wanted to talk about. I'm into that because it's got a Jolo Maradueña from Cobra Kai, and I really love him as Miguel. So... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you pronounced his name, too, because I looked at his name and I was like, I don't know how to pronounce this without completely botching it, so good job i think it sounded I, I heard i heard i heard them say his name in like interviews oh, okay that always helps <laughs> pretty sure yeah it's like jolo i just can't believe we live in a world where we're getting a blue beetle movie like i'm kind of excited about that like he was it's... such a like third string comic book character when i was a kid like blue beetle like it's like i know but it, it's yeah. so weird it feel it almost feels like like with the recasting um uh What's his name as Lobo? Jason Momoa is Lobo rather than Aquaman. It almost seems like James Gunn wants to focus on the really niche DC characters. Yeah, and maybe build back up to the the bigger ones. I don't know what his plan is, but yeah, he's like letting Blue Beetle go. I don't know. He's like, yeah, Blue Beetle, you you get out there. Um, like, so that's interesting. Um, let me see. I'm excited for Equalizer three with Denzel because he's mm-hmm. reuniting with Dakota Fanning from Man on Fire. Everyone knows how much I love Man on Fire. Um, and I've liked the first two Equalizer movies. Not great, but I like them. Uh, I'm here for it. Uh, they're making a Nun 2, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm good on that. Um, Expendables 4 is finally coming out. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I feel like it's been done for a long time. Um uh, 50 cents joining the cast megan fox uh who else is here oh they do have eco uas and tony ja so i'm here for that uh who else in this um i'm not seeing any names are popping out uh i mean i've seen all the expendables movies in theaters so why would i stop now so right. <laughs> it's like uh i'm surprised that's still happening though i'm glad they're going back i did read because expendables 3 was p13 which was a horrible miscalculation on their part and yeah. I think Stallone was like, we got to go back to being rated R because that's the whole. It's like it's, that's the whole nature of the movie. It's like a throwback to like eighties, nineties action movies, and most of those are rated R. So yeah, yeah, that's how it should go. Um, 
oh wow i forgot about uh, dempsey they forgot about uh they're making a craven the hunter movie yeah i heard about that again i don't know it really feels johnson yeah yeah i you know sure uh it's like i'll uh i'll see it that's interesting um i hope it's better than morbius if we're doing spider-man spin-off villain characters right um let me see now we're in october uh david gordon green's exorcist remake yeah i'm not sure how i'm feeling about that (laughs) i don't know either uh i you know halloween ends kind of i don't know kind of threw me off with with david gordon green stuff uh sorry to mark and hayden but (laughs) they they (laughs) love halloween ends but uh i i don't know i'm curious what he will do with it uh, kind of thinking what he does this Halloween trilogy. I don't know what the fuck his Exorcist movie is going to look like. So mm-hmm. that's holy shit. They're making a Saw ten. <laughs> now I'm discovering things as I go through the list. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, wow. And Tobin Bell's back somehow. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, let's see. November. Oh, what I'm very excited about: Dune Part Two. Did you ever see the first that's... Dune? No, I never saw it. I really like it. Um. I think it's on HBO Max, but um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I'm excited for Dune Part 2. It's November. Um, we're almost there. <laughs> They're making another Hunger Games movie, which I feel like no one's going to care about because the time has passed and yeah. there's no Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like we're way past the Hunger Games type. Um, okay, almost there. December. Oh, God. They're making a new Willy Wonka movie. Oh, I heard about that. And was it Timothy Chalamet? I think it's yeah, going to be Willie Chalamet, Walker. who I like. I'm liking more and more as an actor. I was kind of like, I don't know about this guy, but the story. This is I can't. I can't even deal with this. The logline. The story will focus specifically on a young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas on one of his earliest adventures. <laughs> like what the fuck? And the uh, way it looks like, because I've seen. <coughs> excuse me. Oh, I've seen God. some still images. It looks like he's dressed very similarly to the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. Yeah, <laughs> this whole thing, this whole thing makes me really nervous. I'm like, this, this something could be one of the the worst things I've seen. Uh, yeah, I don't need a Willy Wonka origin story. <laughs> Just call Wonka, like the really serious <laughs> Wonka origin story. Uh, is this real? A Gremlins three? I want that to be real, but I have heard nothing about this. But it's on IMDb. Okay, that might happen. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, and I guess the wait, where is the flash in this whole list? I missed the flash. Oh, I don't know when it's coming out. I looked at this whole list, the flash is on here. Flash is supposed to come out at some point, uh, which, uh, I my god, that movie's had a rough time, and I don't know. I just want to see Michael Keaton as Batman again, and they exactly. killed like two of the three chances. So, this is my only chance to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. So, it well, has because to this come was out. filmed, wasn't it? This is filmed, it's done. They they cannot. I think no matter what Ezra Miller does, they cannot cancel this movie because they dumped way too much money into it. And I think it's kind of crucial for DC going forward. So yeah, exactly. They so I think, have to put it out. So Yeah. And I saw the trailer and we see Michael Keaton like... But you saw a trailer? We... Oh yeah, there was a trailer. Maybe it was fake and fan-made, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure because I saw Ezra Miller like running down a street and I'm Pretty sure I saw like Michael Keaton's like Batman from the back in the shadows, where with like you know his style of cowl. And there's a part where there's like two flashes, <clears throat> and they like pull 
and there's a car that's covered in a tarp and it's very clearly shaped like the Michael Keaton Batman Batmobile. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll send it to you. I'm pretty sure it was a real trailer. If not, it was know. a hell of a fan-made trailer. The full the full trailer won't be out until, oh, the Super Bowl. There's a Super Bowl flash trailer coming. So you may have seen a fan trailer or some leaked footage from like a convention, maybe? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have it. Yeah, but uh, I hope it's good. I don't know. I just, <laughs> just can't Michael Keaton as Batman. It's all I want. Uh, so, exactly. um, uh, and the last thing <clears throat> I will mention for the year uh, is the Aquaman sequel, Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. Um, yes I'm excited for that yeah because i like the first aquaman more than i thought i would and uh you know it sounds i remember like yeah i remember when i told you you had to go see it and when you finally did you were like ken it is stupid and insane and ridiculous and i fucking loved it <laughs> yeah there's an octopus playing the drums i mean uh yeah. it's like it leans into how absurd like aquaman can be it's like you know um but i mean i feel like that's like almost a moot point because it sounds like uh james gunn is basically yeah Chase Momoa is going to be done as Aquaman. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I just hope it's good because, uh, yeah, I like that first one. And I'll see the second one. Um, okay. I think we did the whole year for them. I mean, we skipped a few things. There's smaller things I skipped, but that was the uh, the big stuff. So, okay, 2023. I, I Looking at all of it like that and running it down, I'm pretty excited for, for most of the year. That's some good stuff in there. So, yeah, uh, yeah should be fun. <laughs> be optimistic about it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So after all that, we can wrap up here with, uh, I know, somebody we were talking about for a long time, and I said, Ken, this is film feast, it ain't TV feast, but uh, since it will be the new year when this drops, I realize that's Happy New Year at the beginning, I should have said that, oh, oh well, uh, Happy New Year, everybody, <laughs> but uh, um, one thing Ken and I both are big fans of and love is Twilight Zone, uh, the original series, and I think most people know, a sci-fi channel usually uh does a marathon new year's and fourth of july i think they stopped the fourth of july one mm-hmm. and they still do a new year's one <coughs> i checked this year they are definitely doing a new year's one and it's going to go on for like i think a few days like i feel like it goes like longer than usual i think it goes like the 30th until the second yeah, my my understanding is they always <laughs> did new year's eve and new year's day all day and also i know amc always did like a three stooges marathon but i always watched the the twilight zone one yeah, we were the weird kids who were watching the Twilight Zone. <laughs> but yes, well, I, my dad introduced me to it, and I fell in love with it. I don't know how. I, I just think I was weirdly into, like, sci-fi and older sci-fi. And you hear about the Twilight Zone because it's so famous. And then they would do those marathons. I think I catch mm-hmm. it that way. And, uh, and yeah, so... For anybody else who's like, listen, I come here for movie stuff. You could probably turn off now, <laughs> but but if you want to hear me and Ken do our top five favorite Twilight Zone episodes, that's what we're gonna do. Um, However, I will like, say, I not? will say, yeah. it's a it's an anthology series, so really each episode is like a little short film. So. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah, there and we is. have sadly talked about how we don't think we can ever talk about the Twilight Zone movie on the show because of just some of the things that have happened in that. During yeah, you got to talk about it. the very sad stories attached to it. And we very just didn't sad. want to do that. It's like, who wants to wait into all that? Because I did love the Twilight Zone movie as a kid, but it's like, I don't, I just don't want to get into all that. It's too, it's too much. And, uh, yeah. but, so we'll talk about these episodes. So, um, yeah. Okay. I again, if you want to go first, just read your top five from five to one. Feel free. All right. Uh, well, are you going to want me to sort of, listen episode and talk a little bit about it or how do you want to do it i mean yeah you can just say like 
briefly like a little bit what's about and then why you like it i mean it's you know okay yeah uh so my number five is will the real martian please stand up uh i really love yeah, this episode yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a really good one uh it's pretty much uh there's a bus that uh got lost in a snowstorm and they had to pull over and stop over in this diner and these uh police officers got a call of like something flying in the sky and pretty much there's a uh they find out that a Martian has infiltrated this diner with all these people and we don't know who it is. And it's very much this, you know, like you're, you're looking out to find the person and uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really good. It's a really great one. Anything you want to say about, say about that one? No, I was going to say, it's funny you say it's really good. Cause I feel like I saw a meme one time. It was like me watching this while it's on marathon on sci-fi and it's like every episode. Oh, this is a good one. It's like yeah, every single one. The, Show was batting 900, man. Insane average on hits on Twilight Zone. Like, there's so few ones I would say aren't great that there's it's probably less than 10 or so. I don't know. It's like, it's yeah. like they stand out. Like, you go, oh, this is one of the like not great ones. But, um, but yeah, uh, that is a great one. I thought about that one possibly on my list, but I, I had a couple other ones ahead of it. But yeah, that is a, a great episode. Yeah. Uh, so then my number four is Five Characters in Search of an Exit, which, yeah. Yeah, it's a very simple story. It's just uh, these five characters. There's an army major, a Scotsman, a ballerina, a clown, and a hobo are all stuck in this huge cylindrical room, and they don't know who they are or how they got there, and they're trying to escape. And uh, there's just this whole discussion of just like, is this hell? Is this purgatory? What's what's going on? And they're trying to escape, and it has an insane twist ending, which my wife said she was able to call, and I'm like, bullshit. How do you call the twist ending to this episode? Bullshit. I want a divorce. This is over. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. still blown away. I mean, maybe I'm stupid, but I saw when I was a kid too. So I was like, what's going on, mister? That's how yeah. I talked to the child. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, you could guess. Did she guess herself before that? Was she just guessing everything? Like, was that her first shot? No, it's, it, no, it ended <laughs> and she was just like, oh, well, I figured it was that. And I was just like, what? bullshit. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> and um, a liar. No, but that's, excuse me, that's a really good one. Like, good again, one. as I'm going to say about all of these. Yeah, it's it's um, a good one. It's a good one. I get it. They're all good ones. Um, But, but yeah, number three. Yeah, my number three is, uh, classic that everyone has in their top five i'm sure i have the beholder not in mine shockingly i will i'm sorry to spoil my top five i it was so close maybe on number six probably but okay the thing i realized about i have the beholder is that i remember the the reveal so much but the rest of the episode i don't know is that if it holds great. up it holds up yeah i'm like it the rest of the episode's a lot of like i don't know just kind of talking and tidy and, and shadows and like but the reveal is like so good and so classic. That was one of my first like Twilight Zone memories was that episode and that reveal. So However, I think it's great. Yeah. But now, obviously, I, I went into this episode knowing what the twist was going to be. Right. But I feel like even if you didn't know that, I think just by the camera angles and the way they filmed it, you could probably guess. Oh, and spoiler alert for this 60 plus year old episode. Year, year old episode that everyone knows because it's a classic series. Um <clears throat> Like, I feel like you could watch it and be like, oh, they're probably going to have weird faces, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a great one. I just I just had some other ones. I was like, I'll put these ahead of that one. But yeah. yeah. Uh, then my number two is The Obsolete Man. <laughs> uh, Burgess Meredith appeared in several Twilight Zone episodes, but this is my favorite. 
Uh, it's pretty much about this guy who's a librarian who lives in this totalitarian state in the future where books and religion have all been banned and the chancellor orders him to death and then the chancellor comes to visit him and he tells him that uh, uh, he's he's chosen that his method of death will be explosion in his room and then he locks the chancellor in with him and he sees if the chancellor can really hold up to his values and project the strength of the state and it's just uh, just got a great ending, a uh, great episode. And Burgess Meredith, who I think is one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. can't, can't argue on that one. So yeah, that's a good, another good pick. Nope. I think and I know then, number one, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, my number one is one that's not considered like a huge classic that everyone knows is uh, The Changing of the Guard. Uh, it's uh, It stars Donald Pleasance, a pretty young Donald Pleasance. I think he was in his 40s, but they made him up to look old and the old man makeup isn't great. But it's a really good episode. He um, he plays a, a a teacher who is being asked to retire, and he feels like he's never really achieved much in his life. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he feels like he hasn't achieved much, and he's ready to commit suicide. But then he meets his again spoiler alert. But he meets his old uh, uh, students who have like died in battle or died in radiation exposure during experiments who went on to do great things and they tell him how the things he taught them drove them to achieve great things and that sort of reinvigorates him for life so that's just very uplifting and i, I love that one so that's my top yeah, five that's a very you pick i feel like you like uplifting <laughs> things so uh did you have a different i to call you out did you have like a different top five like a long time ago that was like had some episodes in there that were more like the light like the jokey silly ones yeah Yeah. like way back in the day like 2013 i had a a blog where i reviewed movies and stuff and i had like my top 10 twilight zone episodes and i had some of the goofy ones which aren't well loved but i still kind of like them like hocus pocus and frisbee and mr beavis and i sort of like those but i recognize they're not really all that awesome like they're not as (laughs) brilliant they're not as brilliantly written as much of it yeah yeah (laughs) but um those are all great picks. I can't, I mean, like most people's top five um, Twilight episodes are going to be good. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like yeah. oh yeah, those are good episodes. Um, okay. So man, this was tough. Cause I had to leave a few off that I really love, but mm-hmm. um, my number five was one that I feel like I first saw it in like a, uh, I, there's like this weird, like sci-fi special on TV. that was like sci-fi on television through the years hosted by like William Shatner and, Oh Larry yeah, Nemo I remember that. Something and uh, I look at it taped and watched it a bunch because I was really cool. And I, <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, was that a sneeze? <laughs> oh no, I was I was coughing. Sorry. Oh my god. Uh, no, I feel like people with the two sick men try to talk about movies for an hour. Like appreciate you because I'm like I'm fading over here, but I'm almost there. Um, with coffee and sneezing, but it's fine. Um, okay, number five, uh, the Midnight Sun. Was I I seen? the preview like the episode i kind of knew where it was going but the idea of that episode scared me so much because the, mm-hmm. the idea is like the earth is moving closer to the sun it like leaves its orbit leaves its orbit it's moving closer to the sun and uh earth's getting hotter and hotter and it's just it's like what a scary idea and then of course at the end there's a twist uh but, <laughs> um but yeah that one i really know it's my top five is all about oh episodes that scare me great uh like yeah real, i mean primal it, it, fear type stuff yeah it gets it gets lump, lump, like lumped in as a horror series even though it had a lot more stuff that was more just sci-fi like just more to make you think but a lot of the creepy episodes are really great yeah it's not even so much like 
some of these aren't even creepy, but it's the idea of them is scary to me. Like it's an idea that I'm like, oh my god, if that was happening to me, I'd be like losing my mind. I'd be so scared. Well, like, you know, one that was almost in my top five that didn't make it is the Hitchhiker. Oh, that's which a, good is a one. really creepy one. That is creepy. Um, yeah, my my I do my my tend to lean toward the creepier side or ideas that really scare me. Like the idea of midnight sun scares me. Of like, there's nothing you can do about that. If Earth's off its orbit, yep. going to the sun. What, what what the fuck are you gonna do? You can't leave. You can't make it stop. Like, um, like maybe some scientists could, but I'm like, I'm just a guy. So that one scared me. Um, uh, then number four is time enough at last. Another great classic. Or just Meredith. There was time now. Like I just that was uh that one really fucking stuck. Like fucked me up as a kid. That one really stuck with me. Especially the kid that wears glasses with Burgess Meredith mm-hmm. being stuck in this bunker, and he ends up surviving like a nuclear blast, but. Obviously, I think everyone knows what the kind of it's like the cruel twist ending is that he gets out and he's like, hey, you know what? I, I can make it work. I got all these books. He like loves to read. Um, and then he breaks his glasses and he's like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Because <laughs> yeah. Another fear of mine. It's like break my glasses. I am just I'm blind as a bat. So um, also it, yeah. it's sort of a like you said, it's a cruel twist because I feel like that character didn't do much wrong. Like he wasn't a bad guy. No, no, yeah, it's not like, yeah, like Tales of the Crypt always like punishes bad people with these like cruel yeah. twists of fate, but like he just, it's just bad luck, really. So um, that one messed me up. There was a lot of, um, and it makes sense because the time period they were making these episodes in, there's a lot of like nuclear fear type yeah. episodes. Uh, I will have one higher up, uh, I think, but um, <laughs> um, number three, another classic, uh, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet with William Shatner. I uh, love it. There's something, something on the wing. Uh, on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> Just him th- see, thinking he's seen the creature on the wing and no one believes him. And, you know, it's just, it's a great classic episode. Um, I also love the the one they do in the movie. Um, they updated with John, John Lithgow. I might contest it's done a little better in the movie as much as I yeah. love the original. Yeah, and because the, the creature does look a tad bit goofy in the TV series, but he's like... yeah straight up scary in the movie so um but it's still a great episode i i was thinking too my favorite episodes because sometimes i think of like twilight zone the twist or the kicker is so good but i'm like do i enjoy the whole episode so i was trying mm-hmm. to pick episodes where i'm intrigued or into the whole episode um so number two is one that i love that may be in classic status i don't know like i don't feel like it's like in the top tier but i love it it's the after hours Ooh, yeah that one i love that one so creepy. Mannequins are fucking creepy. It's like, yeah, um, uh, a woman thinks she's like hearing mannequin voices in, in this department store and um, working late after hours. Like, do the mannequins come to life and all this stuff? And the twist, I think, is great in that one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't, I won't say what that one is. But yeah, I love that one. It creeped me out. Mannequin, disembodied voices coming from everywhere. It's very creepy. Um, yeah. Number one, I always think of this as the quintessential Twilight Zone episode. I think of what the show was about and like what I feel like Ron Sterling was trying to say. I think I, I can would... guess what it is, but go <laughs> Monster, ahead. The Monster 2 on Maple Street. There it is, yep. Yep. That's why I imagine. <laughs> it's, I just, I know it's very obvious, but I think it's like, really, it's like, ever since I was a kid, I was like, this is what, like, I feel like the show was all about. Um, mm-hmm. I love that episode, how like it builds this like, the paranoia and the tension um and the fucking in- crazy insanity of like people like, losing their minds in this little like peaceful suburban street and then yep. like just takes a little bit of like 
pushes to like get people to really go over the edge and yeah just... and the and the aliens at the end they say like just turn off some lights do this and just watch them destroy each other yeah very scary how easily we could be manipulated it's like yeah it's they're not wrong it's like a couple things go wrong the power goes out it's hot and it's you know any little like discomforts to us can really just send us over the edge and then like people start turn on their neighbors and accusing people um the other one i thought of that always i thought was similar to this was the shelter yes that's another where good one everyone's fighting over like one guy has a bomb shelter and they think a bomb's coming and the neighbors just like turn on each other to to get in that shelter and mm-hmm. reveal these very ugly sides of themselves and i thought that was a uh, it's another great one so yeah i'm all about the uh dark serious twilight episodes apparently <laughs> yeah well and they're great i, I love them but um <clears throat> yeah no i yeah, it's very rare it. that I see a Twilight episode on during the marathon, and I'm like, ah, this one sucks. Like, I, I, I don't, I, it even sucks. It's like I don't like, like the bewitched pool, or like the bard, or like some of the, you know, like some of those hour long episodes are kind of rough too when they switch to the hour I format. Uh, oh, one, one that uh, neither of us mentioned, but we got to tell is just great for acting is uh, a game of pool with a uh, Jack Klugman. That was, and, uh, yeah. Go ahead. That, that was almost on the list. Sorry, that was like, yeah. yeah. I love that episode. And Jonathan um, Winters, yeah. Jonathan Winters, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great episode. Uh, there's, I mean, yeah, there's just, it's so good. And I, yeah, so we finally did it, Ken. We talked about our top five Twilight episodes. So they We go. did it, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I felt the time of year to do it. Twilight Zone Marathon just happened. And it's funny because you can watch them anytime in better quality, uncut, like on streaming. But for some reason, it just feels special to watch it on Sci-Fi Channel at new year's it just feels right so i know even though i own the entire series on dvd it's like eh, i'll watch it with my dad when it comes on tv <laughs> yeah yeah um so good so all right well i think we're both uh i'm really fading fast over here so i'm like everyone's probably tired of hearing me stiff at this point but uh, yeah i gotta get back and get some rest yeah well this is a fun a fun one though. thanks for doing this especially we're both under Absolutely. the weather so thank you for bringing me on before the big one zero zero Yes, the unofficial one zero zero. <laughs> <It's> yeah. like, <laughs> uh, oh well, it still counts. Uh, well, I'll forget by episode two hundred. I was I messed up the number. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, next week it's already done. It's recorded. Uh, I did the top ten of twenty twenty two episode with Mark Warner and Hayden Gilbert. Uh, it was fun. It was chaos. Uh, it was. I will say that I think I don't think it's gonna spoil too much. I think Hayden had my favorite reveal of a number one movie of the year <laughs> I've ever heard. I like, I don't want to hype up too much, but he had a very fun moment at the end. Um, and it was just a very fun episode overall, but um, stay tuned for that. That's next week. I do have stuff lined up for like all January. So we should be back on track with episodes every Monday. Um, Ken, you don't want to plug anything, do you? You're good. On that. Uh, no, I don't got anything. Still not on You're Twitter. Like, yep. <laughs> and as you should be uh so it's not a it's not a great place um there's good people there but the, the twitter is it's now a technical problems it's like falling apart the other day i like wasn't getting like my uh notifications i was like good oh, boy so <laughs> we'll we'll see anywho um but uh yeah for our stuff it's the usual you can follow the podcast on twitter at film feast pod you can follow me on twitter at maplet 87 you can follow me on the podcast on Instagram, Film Feast, all one word. Uh, And that's it. We'll see you next week for the top 10 of 2022. Bye, everybody.